Welcome back to another Surviving Modern Culture Podcast, Episode 6. Thank you for tapping in. Tap, tap, tap in. Tap, 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 tap in. You are tapped in. Listen, when I get my intro song, I'm going to get real bougie on you. I don't know. I might get real bougie when I get this song because everybody's going to be singing. Tap, tap, tap in. I don't know how it's going to go, but it's going to... I think it's going to have a 2000 vibe to it because <laughs> that's my generation. 2001 to 2005, 2009-ish. Don't, that's my generation. Anyways, I, um, I'm i just brilliant, first of all. And I want y'all to know that I've finally figured out what I'm going to call my beautiful audience, the people that are supporting me and giving me the feedback and loving on me and sharing my stuff and telling a friend and they're telling friends and they're telling friends. I got it. I got it. You all are the survivors. And that's the name of my audience because this here is the Surviving Modern Culture podcast, the podcast where we discuss ways and solutions and things. We discuss how we're going to survive this mess that we're in. And so since we're surviving it, why? what, what better name than to call y'all the survivors and to call myself a survivor? And boy, do we look good out here surviving. Look at us, vibrating high and shit. Look at us in abundance and whatnot. Look at us attracting all the things that we need and all the things that we love. Look at you, sis. Look at you, bro. You're doing it. You are doing it. The money that you need, it's coming to you. The love that you long for, it's on its way. The peace that you deserve, it's right around the corner. We are surviving. It's a mess. The nation is a mess. The world is a mess. But we are surviving and we're doing it beautifully. (sighs) How y'all doing? I don't know if you all have noticed, but I have been kind of playing around with the intros and and the outros and stuff and figuring out like the flow, how the flow of the show is going to go permanently. So still playing around with it, but I think I'm onto something now that I have finally figured out what I'm going to call my audience because every successful podcast, and this is just... um. This is this isn't this isn't something that you're going to Google and find a statistic on. This is just me talking, but I feel like every successful podcast or YouTube or influencer calls their audience, their supporters something. And so y'all are my survivors. We are the survivors. So I'm on to something. And eventually I'm going to have a dope intro and a dope outro. Everyone's going to be singing to it. At Walmart while you're shopping, you're going to be singing my little tune or whatever it is that I come up with it's gonna be stuck in your head and people are gonna be like what are you what is that that you keep girl that's Ryan on the Surviving Modern Culture podcast check her out you know what I'm saying so we're on to something 
thank you for being hanging in there with me and being a survivor, my survivor. Survivors. We're we we are survivors. So something I want to say in this this little intro part of the podcast is do not become a slave to the things that you love. Okay. Let me say it again. Do not become a slave to the things that you love. And what I mean by that is if there's something that you love doing and then you want to monetize it, which is, I feel like is what we should do. Find something that you love to do and figure out a way to make money off of it or figure out a way to get some kind of recognition from it that's going to benefit you in the long run or whatever the case may be. We should be doing what we love to do and we should be getting paid for it. And that's everyone, okay? But don't become a slave to it. And I say this because I absolutely love talking on this mic right here to you all. It's It can be a little bit nerve-wracking sometimes because I... I am um, an introverted empath and putting myself out there um, can be a, can be really overwhelming, especially putting my thoughts, like my intimate thoughts out there. I haven't even gotten that intimate with you all yet because I'm still trying to like, I'm trying, I'm inching my way there. Bear with me. It's coming, but it is, it can be very difficult for me to just put myself out there. So, and when I do put myself out there, it, it's not like you're getting the full, I don't want to say that I'm just like not being myself, but there's a lot more to it, right? I'm not, I'm not giving you the whole thing. So a lot of people always say like, Ryan, you're, you're, you're not introverted. What? No way. No, really I am. It, it takes a lot of energy for me to um, be on and to appear to be an extrovert. But actually on the inside, like I'm melting because it's hard. <laughs> it's really hard. But um, on top of me creating this podcast and just putting things together for the show and just kind of finding my place on the frequencies, I also am really busy and I like to spend time with my partner and I like to spend time with my daughter and my animals and myself and um, I do, I am a grad student. I do have homework. I'm, I have homework all the time. Like there is no break from, if any of you are in grad school or have completed grad school or are thinking about grad school, well, hold 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 up, hold up, hold up. If you're thinking about grad school, this message is not for you just yet. Just hold on. But for those of you that can relate, that know what, what grad school is like, holy shit. Like do, do, you don't get a life. <laughs> you don't get a life. Like you you are living eating breathing your studies until it's over and um but for those of you that are curious or are looking into grad school don't let that what i just said discourage you because yes i'm busy yes i do get overwhelmed um yes i'm exhausted and tired a lot of the time but i'm learning so much and i'm and i'm even able to or what I'm doing is I can incorporate what I learn in grad school in my everyday life like my um my studies is in it's in public administration 
So I can really use a lot of like the communication skills that I'm learning, the leadership skills that I'm learning, even the government and the politics skills that I'm learning in my everyday life. And it's it's really cool. I'm learning a lot. So it's dope. But it's not easy. So anyways, oh my gosh, I got off on a tangent. Um, don't become a slave to what you love. I originally said I want to post a show every week. And I'm, I'm learning very quickly that it, I'm, I feel like now I'm becoming a slave to it. And I don't want that to happen. I don't want to be like, oh, my God, now I got to – I just got finished doing my homework and now I got to – no. So just some advice to those of you that are pursuing um, your creative endeavors. Just don't become a slave to it. Do it because you love it. Do it because you're having fun. Um and don't allow yourself to just do it now because you have to. So with that being said, there may be weeks where I don't post a show. And I just want you to know it's because I'm, en- I'm enjoying my life. I took the day off um, to go to the beach and to not record and to edit. Or I, t- I took the day off to sleep or whatever. Okay, that's, that's what it is. Um, and that's what it's going to be. And I want you to do the same because that's important to me. It's important. That's how we're going to survive. We are not going to create more and more work for ourselves. We are going to enjoy life. Okay. 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 Family, listen up. Mercury is going into retrograde again. Yeah, it's happening again. October 14th through November 3rd, Mercury will be in retrograde. Now, before I get into this short little discussion, I am not an astrologist. However, so basically what I'm trying to say is I'm not a professional. However, I am very interested in astrology and in um, like natal readings, natal chart readings and zodiac sign and things like that. I have been for years. Now, I am not a professional, but it is something that I would love to study after I get my master's because I just find this stuff so interesting. And it is something stuff that I read about and I do follow um, professionals on um, social media. And I just I love this stuff. So I just want to chat a little bit about Mercury and retrograde. So Mercury goes into retrograde, I think, four times out of the year. So um, October 14th will be Mercury's last period of retrograde motion in the year 2020. And then we won't see it again until the year 2021. Um, what is retrograde? So what happens when planets are in retrograde is that it appears the from Earth, it appears that the planet is traveling backwards. And um, as you know, this creates a whole bunch of cosmic energy for us spiritual beings down here having this human experience. We are connected to the cosmos. You know that, right? That's why we are so heavily impacted and influenced by what's going on up in the heavens because that's home. That's our, it's our people up there you feel me you feel what I'm saying so so um just 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 a little quick something um 
Mercury will be in retrograde October 14th through November 3rd. Pluto went out of retrograde on October 4th. So Pluto is the Pluto rules um, transformation and like what's unseen or what's hidden. So when Pluto was in retrograde, maybe your deepest, darkest secrets came to light and everybody knows. Maybe you were cheating and now it's out. Um, Maybe you went through this huge transformation and you're just glowing or maybe you're struggling. Maybe this transformation did something funky to you and now you're in this weird place. Don't worry. You'll get out of it. We all got to go through there. But Pluto is the planet of transformation. Um, Mercury rules communication, travel, contracts, um, stuff like that. So really interesting. Um, You know, last week I talked about the four keys of essential communication, the book that I read. Um, Funny that I started that book, not even really realizing that Mercury was going into retrograde and Mercury is the planet of communication. Also funny thing, um, in my graduate studies, um, the unit that I'm on right now, or actually the unit that I just finished today, um, really one of the focal points was also communication, effective communication. I felt like a professional in this particular unit on communication because I had just read the four essential keys of communication. So it it was very similar, but um, also very different. Like, obviously, in my graduate studies, it's going to be more focused on like public organization and communicating with you know, people in nonprofit and public organizations. And then the book was more focused on love, your love life and your relationship. Anyways, I'm not gonna get another tangent again, but (laughs) Mercury rules communication. So I just found it really interesting that spirit was heavy on the communication this month before the Mercury retrograde and was like, sis, sis, get your communication together. Because Mercury is about to go in retrograde. And if you don't get it together, it's going to be hell to pay. So all this retrograde is, is just there may be some some issues in your communication once Mercury goes in retrograde. So just be conscious of how you're communicating, what you're saying. Are you listening all the way through or are you filtering? Are you being, do you have selective hearing? Are you communicating effectively are you getting your message across effectively are you making sure that the receiver of the message is hearing you out ask a question to see if they got you if they're interpreting it the way you want them to interpret it because that's the thing with communication that I've learned you could be saying something one way and meaning something one way and the person that's receiving the message is hearing it and is interpreting it totally different. And that is not effective communication. So how we get past that is just kind of asking the, asking them a question to see if they understand. Or if you're the receiver, asking a question to make sure that you understand, if that makes sense. Like, so what I'm hearing is this and this and this and this. And then you're, the sender will be like, yeah, exactly. Or no, this is what I mean. So just be conscious of your communication 
Um, also, is this is going to be the time that this is not just verbal communication or a face-to-face communication. This is also emails, text messages. If you're if you have a pen pal, I don't know. So just be conscious of how you're communicating. You don't want to get yourself in no kind of trouble in your relationships or at work or whatever. So just be careful um, with this Mercury in retrograde. To me, gro- it's growth. When it comes to retrogrades, for some reason, people just think like the sky is falling and oh, my life is going to shits. Honestly, that's your own mentality. It's whoever is, it's just social media and stuff working up these retrogrades. It's a time of growth. Whatever you're feeling, whatever happens to you during retrograde, for the most part, it's already been happening. It's it's already been an issue in your life. Um, a retrograde might just enhance it or whatever. So we're good. We are growing. I would like to bring something really interesting. Um, just kind of drop it into your mind. I'm not going to get into a whole lot of detail because I don't want to, but you can always look this up. But as we know, election day is November 3rd, right? Um, Mercury will still be in retrograde on November 3rd, because remember, Mercury goes out of retrograde November 4th. Okay, no, it's the last, I'm sorry, it's the last day of Mercury's retrograde will be November 3rd. I'm thinking of Pluto that went out. Anyways, so Mercury will still be in retrograde on election day. Remember, Mercury rules communication. We just had a little discussion on communication. Now, the last time Mercury retrograde fell on an election day was in 2000 when it was George George Bush versus Al Gore. Go back and do your little research on what happened, but it was a communication issue that uh, the the Supreme Court ended up uh, putting George Bush in office. Basically, Al Gore won, but it was a situation. So I just think it's funny how... Um, Mercury is going to be in retrograde on election day. I feel like there are no mistakes ever. And, you know, spirit knows what's happening. So we gonna see. It's going to be interesting. I'm excited. Y'all don't stress it. We bless it. Hey, don't stress it. We bless. Hey, yay. Don't stress it. We blessed. Don't stress it. We, I don't want to freak y'all out. It's, it's, we're going to be fine, but I just think it's funny. I really do, and I also think it's very interesting. Today, I want to introduce a theory that I study in school and that may be new to you, and that is representative bureaucracy. This theory, it suggests that the public workforce be representative of the people that we're serving in terms of, and I say we're because I, I do work in public org, but um, in terms of race, eth- ethnicity, sex, um, and that it will help ensure the interests of all groups and considered that are considered in these organizations and decision-making processes. So basically, representation is key. 
not only is it key to seeing more people that look like you in film and reading their books and learning about them in history, but when it comes to your street bureaucrats or you know the people that are serving you, so police department, fire department, your teachers, your medical field, these people that are working in public organizations, this theory suggests that they should look like you. So with that being said, do the people that serve you, do they look like you? When you go to the hospital, does the staff look like you? Does the doctor look like you? As a child growing up at school, did the educators look like you, your teachers? If you have a higher education, whether that is a trade that you picked up and you went to an institution for, whether that is um, an associate, a, a graduate, whatever, any higher education, did your instructors, did your professors look like you? And you're like, well, why does that even matter? Why does it matter that these people look like me? Well, there is theory that suggests if they look like you, you're in their best interests. You are being considered. Um, decisions that affect you are being considered. Representation is super, it's very, very important. It's, it's super important. Lack of representation in law enforcement. Where I'm from, and as a black woman, I have yet to see a black police officer, a black police officer that is a woman where I'm from. Um, but also there is a lack of representation when it comes to people of color in uh, when it comes to law enforcement anyways. So imagine as a person of color, if you're listening to this, a police force that looks more like you. Now, I do understand, and there is also study that suggests that representation is not going to necessarily stop police brutality um, because there is a culture within police force that many of the police officers take on, that culture, and it is the culture and the leadership that actually should be dismantled and reconstructed and relearned, right? But just let's just imagine also we are becoming more representative of the people when it comes to these regulatory agencies. Um, we're bringing in more conscious black people that know the struggle, what we're going through, what we're dealing with, understand systemic racism, and therefore are able to, instead of putting us away, throwing us in jail, 
we are rehabilitating and we are educating our people and looking out for our people instead of hunting our people. Um, so what exactly does this representation that I'm talking about, this bureaucratic or this representative bureaucracy, what is it supposed to do? What like what is even the point? Well, studies suggest that promotes diversity within government organizations and social equity throughout the nation. It also enhances the trust that people that the people have um of the government. Studies also suggest that being representative of the people that these public organizations are serving also influences the extent to which clients or the people cooperate and comply with government, but also um, it increases the extent to which people engage in policy agenda, policy Shifting our government to something that is more socially equitable or fair to people across the board. And when I say government, I am not just talking about your federal government. We know what's going on over there in Washington. I'm talking about the street bureaucrats that are serving you on a daily basis. I'm talking about your police department and your WIC office and the hospital and the educational system. Um, I'm talking about your local government, your mayors and your city council, um, the people who are working on your streets, all of that. All of that is important. Your local government, the people that are serving you every single day that you have closer contact with. I'm not necessarily talking about your federal government. I think we get so hung up on our federal government that we forget that it's the local government that has more of a direct effect on us. And it's the local government government that um, we tend to see faster results when we are expressing our concerns. Um, and it's also our local government that should be more representative of the community. <laughs> Now it's that part of the show where I make a suggestion, okay? And I just want to say that I think it would be for your own good to find your authentic self. That's right. I said it. Stop trying to live someone else's life and find what is authentic to you. Be fully in yourself all of the time. Be your unique, particular self. It'd be for your own good to come out of your limitations and live your potential. Live your purpose. We are thriving. We are surviving when we are able to be authentic to ourselves Stop trying to live that other person's life. Stop trying to be like your best friend. She's great. You're inspired by her, but you don't want to you don't need to be like her. Stop trying to be like your sibling, like your mom. What's authentic to you? When we come out of 
trying to be like everyone else is when we come out of that confusion, that frustration, that depression, because our authentic self comes pretty natural. Once you get in the groove of it, once you find it, becomes easy. Drink your own well. Drink from your own wells. When you are authentic, what you think, how you feel, how you act all aligns. We become congruent. And it feels good. And when you tap into your authentic self, you inspire others to do the exact same thing and be for your own good to sit down with yourself tonight and figure out what's authentic to you that is going to be the show my survivors thank you so much for your continued support I uh, appreciate you episode seven. I'll talk to you next time. I love you for listening. Bye.